We are not our name, we are not our race, we are not our sexuality, they're just experiences. We are consciousness, infinite awareness, having experience. What's up students of the universe? Welcome back to another episode. Today, only by myself, no guests. Um, and today is going to be a short one, I promise. Um, I would love to jump on a topic which I was talking about yesterday on my Instagram account. And I was talking about the limiting beliefs we carry with us and the stories we are telling ourselves. And I think it's such a big topic because, first of all, when I look at myself and then when I look at people out there, most of the time, the only thing that that holds you back from actually doing the things you would love to do are the limiting beliefs we carry around with us. And And I was doing that for so many years of my life. I was telling myself that I'm not good enough, that I can't do this, that I was asking myself, like, who do you think you are to do all of this? Like, forget it. Like, I had a really negative self-talk when it came to the things or the life I would love to create for myself. And that definitely changed last year in December, not so long ago, when I was sitting down with three of my friends, Esme, Amri, and Camille. And we were sitting in this vegan restaurant and then Camille, who's the crazy one, she just came up like, yeah, do you know that exercise dream map? Like, and every one of us was like, no. So, okay, let's do it. So what you actually do is you write down your biggest dreams and then you write down your limiting beliefs. And then you actually time travel back when you first felt this limiting belief, that feeling of this limiting belief in your life. So what we were doing, we were writing our dreams down. And the interesting thing, what I could easily observe when I was just writing down my dreams, I actually hold myself back from dreaming big. Like it was insane. Like I was really writing down. No, no, like, no, you can't, you can't dream that big. And I was like, bro, that's a dream. It's just a dream. Like, and the first thing I could observe there was like, wow. This shit is really deeply rooted. Because if I'm not even allowing myself to write down my biggest dreams, like, wow, that's really in my subconscious mind. Something in my subconscious mind is very limiting. And so I was writing down. And then the next step was to write down the limiting beliefs, which came with that kind of, you know, and then she told us, okay, now think about the first time you felt that way. Think about the first time you felt not good enough or not enough or that you don't deserve this or whatever. And most of like for me, from my personal experience, I traveled back into my childhood because that's where I got programmed, right? And when I was writing those things down, so... When I was writing down, oh, wow, this was when I was four. And it was that experience with my dad or my mom or with a doctor or whatever. Like, I've realized that every single 
one of those limiting beliefs didn't originate within myself. I could actually see my mom in that limiting belief. I could see my dad, the doctor, my psychotherapist, like all those people who were around me at that time, I could see them. It was like a reflection of them. And, and at one point I was just looking at it and I just realized like, wow, the only thing that holds you back for so many years, almost for your whole life, was not your limiting belief. It was the limiting belief of someone else which got projected onto you. And because you've been so young, you never questioned it anymore. And I think this is the hardest part for every single one of us to actually question our own beliefs when it comes to ourselves. Because I was not doing that. I was like, yeah, that's just, that's just who I am. You know, like I'm like that. I'm not a leader or whatever. You know, like all that bullshit, what we tell ourselves. Like, and I just realized like, wow. So if that is not my belief, like, why am I carrying it around? It's like, like carrying a big bag full of stones you know what i mean like full of bullshit which like which is so heavy and you you're carrying it around like for almost 27 years in my case and at one point one person comes up to you and says like bro like look at that bag like what are you carrying around and then you look into it and then you realize like fuck that's not even my shit like why am i carrying it around and i think that's when that's when definitely, like, there was a switch. There was a switch, like, happening. Like, that, I don't know, there was, like, something within myself which changed. And since then, every time I tell myself a story, like, I'm looking at it and I'm asking myself, like, wow, what kind of story is that? And even, I'm not saying that all those stories are coming from other people. But even sometimes, because an experience we had didn't went as we wanted to, we tell ourselves, oh, yeah, you fucked up there, you failed there. But looking at it deeper, you actually realize that you had to went through this experience to actually learn something about yourself, which is so much more important and which is so beneficial for you right now. And one thing I really had to learn about myself was to actually be okay with that I was carrying around those limiting beliefs because I think this is the first step, right? The first step is to actually realize that you're carrying something around. The second step is to actually have a look inside. And the third step is to actually let go. And this is the thing, like, everyone is doing that at his or her time. I think there is nothing to rush. And I'm not looking at it like, oh, fuck, I should have become aware of that, like, 10 years ago for sure it would be nice but it didn't happen like that so i'm just grateful that i'm aware right now and the reason i'm sharing this message is to actually just for some of you guys maybe you start to realize like okay wow what am i carrying around with me other people are just having a look inside and other people just let go and i just want to encourage you 
I just want to encourage everyone out there who's listening to those words to believe in yourself, to see that you have infinite potential within you. Like, we are the creator. We are here on this planet to actually create the life we want to live and not the other way around. And that was something I really had to learn. And that's why I'm putting out all those messages. That's why I'm putting out that podcast. It's like, to be honest, I, sometimes I don't have a clue what I'm doing. But I just know that the message deep behind it is coming from love and from compassion and from union. And that's why I'm doing this. Sometimes what I like what I could see about myself that I always I always thought that I have to have this perfect plan that I know this and this and this and this and this and this and this but it seemed that this plan never like it was never enough so I never started and even if it's sometimes scary to do new things to actually follow your dreams or to do the things you would love to do like just do it Step out of your comfort zone. Do that one step and you will see. Wow. That was not that hard. And then you do the next step. And then you realize. It's, it's quite okay. And then you do the next step. And 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 then at one point you just realize. I should have started walking way earlier. And that's just what I want to share with you. Just start to walk. Make the first step. It doesn't have to be a big one. But make the first step. Believe in yourself. Believe in your potential. Believe that you can do this. And take your time. There's nothing to rush. So, if you would love to get deeper into what kind, like into that exercise, what we did, check, check out my, my, my post on Instagram which says the stories we're telling ourselves. Um, I have a little description there, what you can actually do. Um, if this was a little bit too, you know, blurry. Guys, like, this is just a 10-minute podcast, but it means so much to me because every time I just look at your Instagram profi profiles or whatever, I don't even have to see that. I just believe that every single one of us has so much so much light to share into this world that I can just encourage you to do so, to share your light with this world because we need more of that. We definitely need more of that. So thank you so much for listening. I really, really, really appreciate you. I really appreciate for listening. That's just what I just said, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just super grateful right now. What's up, students of the universe? Welcome to the book club. Um, I'm pretty excited um, and I don't want to talk too much. So I would just read some books I'm interested in. 
mostly about consciousness, self-knowledge or other things to actually get to know yourself better. And the book we are starting with is from Rupert Spira, one of my teachers, and it's called Being Aware of Being Aware. And mostly they are essence from his guided meditations, which he also shares on YouTube. So definitely check him out. Um, and I would love to start with chapter one. So let's jump right into it. Chapter one, knowing, being aware, or awareness itself. All objective experience is known. We are aware of our experience. It would not be possible to have an experience without knowing or being aware of it. Our current thought, a memory of childhood, whatever emotions or feelings are present, the sensation of pain or hunger, the sound of traffic, the sight of these words or the view from our window are all known or experienced. As such knowing or being aware is present in all experience. Whether we are depressed, lonely, sad, joyful, at peace, in love, anxious, bored, jealous, excited or happy, we are aware. Whether we are thinking, eating, walking, driving, dancing, studying, dreaming or hallucinating, we are aware. Whatever we are thinking, feeling, perceiving or doing, we are aware. We are aware of whatever is being known or experienced, irrespective of the contents of our knowledge or experience. Thus, knowing or being aware is the continuous element in all changing knowledge and experience. It remains consistently present throughout the three states of waking, dreaming and sleeping. No other element of experience is continuous. In fact, being aware is not continuous in time. It is ever present. However, as a concession to the mind's belief in the reality of time, let us say provisionally that being aware is the continuous element in all experience. All objective experience, thoughts, images, feelings, sensations and perceptions appears and disappears. But the experience of knowing or being aware never appears or disappears. It remains present throughout all changing experience. Just as a screen remains consistently present throughout all movies. Knowing or being aware intimately pervades all experience but is never changed by any particular experience. Thoughts, feelings, 
sensations and perceptions have changed innumerable times throughout our lives, but the knowing with which they are known, the simple experience of being aware, has remained the same throughout. Knowledge and experience are always changing. Knowing or being aware never changes. The known always changes. Knowing never changes. Knowing or being aware is in the same relationship to all knowledge and experience as an aware screen would be to a movie. Unlike a conventional television screen that is being watched by someone sitting on a sofa, the aware screen of pure knowing or being aware is watching the movie of experience that is playing upon it. Knowing or being aware is not it's, it's not inaccessible, unknown or buried within us. It is shining clearly in the background of all experience. Just as it could be said that the screen is clearly visible in the background of a movie. However, just as the screen tends to be overlooked during a movie due to our fascination with the drama so knowing, being aware or awareness itself usually remains unnoticed due to the exclusive focus of our attention on the objects of experience. Knowing or being aware is not dependent on the particular conditions or qualities of experience. It shines equally brightly in all experience, irrespective of however pleasant or unpleasant, good or bad, right or wrong experience may be, just as a screen is equally evident throughout all movies, irrespective of their content. Knowing or being aware is the essential, irreducible element of experience. It is fundamental to experience. It is that element of experience that cannot be removed from it. Knowing or being aware is never modified by experience. It never moves or fluctuates. It is the only stable element in experience. Knowing or being aware is the primary ingredient in all knowledge and experience. It is the background on which all knowledge and experience take place. Knowing or being aware is the median upon which or within which all experience appears. It is that with which all experience is known and ultimately it is the substance or reality out of which all experience is made. It is the knowing element in all knowledge. 
It is the experiencing in all experience. Just as the screen never appears as an object in a movie, although it is fully evident throughout it, so knowing or being aware never appears as an object of knowledge or experience and yet shines clearly within all knowledge or experience. Although knowing or being aware is not itself an objective experience in the sense that a thought, feeling, sensation or perception is an objective experience. Nevertheless, we are aware that we are aware. Therefore, although knowing or being aware has no objective qualities, it is at the same time known. It is in this context that I refer to the experience of knowing or being aware. However, in order to distinguish knowing or being aware from all objective knowledge and experience, it is referred to as the non-objective experience of knowing or being aware. Knowing or being aware is not itself an objective experience, but without it there could be no experience. It is that which makes experience possible and yet is not itself an experience. Knowing or being aware is non-objective, transparent or colorless. It is empty of all apparent objects, but full of itself alone. It is, as such, an utterly unique experience. It cannot be known as an object, and yet it is not unknown. It is the most obvious element of experience, and yet the most overlooked. Thus, it is referred to in the Kashmir Shaivit tradition as the greatest secret, more hidden than the most concealed and yet more evident than the most evident of things. There are no prequisites for the recognition of knowing or being aware. To recognize the experience of knowing or being aware does not require a particular qualification or level of intelligence. No effort is required to recognize the experience of knowing or being aware. Any more than an effort is required to see the screen during a movie. It is not necessary to control your thoughts, sit in a particular posture or practice something called meditation in order to be aware of the experience of being aware. 
the non-objective experience of being aware is the simplest and most intimate, obvious, self-evident fact of experience. The experience of being aware is independent of whatever we are aware of. No experience affects the non-objective experience of being aware. Just as nothing that takes place in a movie affects the screen upon which it plays. It is not necessary to change or manipulate experience in any way in order to notice the background of simply being aware. We may be afraid, bored, agitated, depressed, in love or at peace. The experience of being aware remains the same in all cases. Just as no particular event in a movie has the ability to obscure the screen unless we allow it to do so. So no experience has the ability to veil the experience of knowing or being aware unless we permit it to do so, in which case it will seem to do so. As soon as we withdraw that permission, the experience of knowing or being aware becomes self-evident. Allow the experience of being aware to come into the foreground of experience and let thoughts, images, feelings, sensations and perceptions recede into the background. Simply notice the experience of being aware, the peace and happiness for which all people long reside there. Be aware of being aware. In many spiritual traditions, the experience of knowing or being aware is referred to as consciousness or awareness. The suffixness means the state or presence of. So the word awareness means the state or presence of being aware. The risk of using the words consciousness and awareness is that they are nouns and, as such, tend to objectify or refi the non-objective experience of pure knowing or being aware. In doing so, they suggest that awareness or consciousness is a special, subtle kind of experience that can be found or known in the same way that we know objective experience. As a result, many people embark on a great search hoping to achieve enlightenment, which is conceived as the ultimate experience or state of mind. This search tends to abstract the experience of being aware from the intimacy and immediacy of experience and give the impression that it is unknown, mysterious and unfamiliar.
it implies that the knowledge of awareness or consciousness is an extraordinary experience that may be found in the future. Such a search is simply a refinement of the conventional search for happiness in the realm of objects and ultimately leads to the same frustra frustration. Enlightenment or awakening is not a particular experience or state of mind that may be achieved by practicing hard enough or meditating long enough. It is the recognition of the very true nature of the mind. There is nothing more familiar or better known than the simple experience of being aware. If someone were to ask us the question, are you aware? We would all answer with absolute certainty, yes. And our answer would come from direct experience. It would come from our obvious and intimate experience of simply being aware. On the other hand, if someone were to ask us, is consciousness present or what is awareness? We might pause and hesitate as to what exactly is being referred to by these words. So please understand that whenever the words consciousness and awareness are used in this book, in place of knowing or being aware, they are used only as a language dictates. These words should be understood to refer directly to the obvious, familiar and non-objective experience of knowing or being aware that all beings have in common and that pervades all knowledge and experience in equal measure. Having noticed that the experience of being aware is our most direct and intimate experience, we may wonder who or what is it that knows or has the experience of being aware. What is it that knows the experience of knowing? What is it that is aware of being aware? The common name for the experience of being aware is I. I am aware of the thought of my friend. I am aware of the memory of childhood. I am aware of the feeling of sorrow, loneliness or shame. I am aware of the image of my home. I am aware of the sensation of pain or hunger. I am aware of the sight of my room or the sound of traffic. In each of these examples, I 
is the name we give to that which knows or is aware of all knowledge and experience. As such, I is the knowing or aware element in all knowledge and experience. I is awareness itself. So we could rephrase the question, what is it that is aware of being aware? As who or what is it that knows that I am aware? Is it I who am aware of being aware? Or is it the experience of being aware known by someone or something other than myself? It is obviously I who am aware that I am aware. That is, it is I, awareness, that is aware of being aware. It is awareness that knows or is aware that there is awareness. Thus, being aware or awareness itself is self-aware. Just as the sun illuminates itself, so awareness knows itself. Before awareness knows anything other than itself, such as a thought, feeling, sensation, or perception. Awareness is aware of itself. Awareness's nature is to be aware of itself. And thus, its primary experience is to be aware of itself. The experience I am aware is awareness's knowledge of itself. Hence, our knowledge of ourself is awareness knowledge of itself. Just as the sun does not need to direct its light in any particular direction in order to illuminate itself, so awareness does not need to direct its attention, the light of its knowledge, of its knowing, in any particular direction in order to know itself. In fact, any direction in which the sun directed the rays of its light would only illuminate something other than itself. Likewise, any direction in which awareness shone the light of its knowing would only give it knowledge of something apparently other than itself. Thus though, to know itself, awareness does not have to undertake any special activity or direct the light of its knowing in any particular direction. No effort is required for awareness to know itself. In fact, any effort would take it away from itself. Awareness knows itself simply by being itself. That was chapter one, guys. I know it's quite tough to listen to. Um, 
but I hope you enjoyed. Um, I'm really looking forward for chapter two. And let me know what you think, if I should keep doing that or, yeah. Quite a beautiful day and see you for chapter two.